everyone, it is the final word show. Liverpool drew their semi-final League Cup first leg game at Anfield um, yeah, against Arsenal. And we're here to talk about it because such is life. Um, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve, enjoy me for this one. Um, great to have you in, gents. Thank you so much. I know Ian's had... A five-minute power nap on the bus to get you ready for this. It was a nice, comfy bus, though, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> dedication to the cause. Just that. So you've literally just worked through the night just to clarify this. And yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I literally, could, if I, I would, I feel very close to just sacking this off, <laughs> and I've had sleep. Um, so yeah, there's uh, there's severe dedication to the cause there. Um, and Steve, come in as well. So I don't want to yeah. don't want to downplay your efforts no, no, to get no, here. No, but I've had sleep. I've had sleep, and like you, it's um, yeah, you needed the twelve hours between the end of the game and now to kind of put some perspective on it and get your head around it all, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And the first thing you sort of said to me walking in before was just like, like t- Twitter's they're not taking this very well and blah blah blah, and it never does because ultimately I- I've I've come to realise this, and we end up we end up we've almost become like a a social media reaction channel over the last couple of years because you do you end up reacting to the general feeling and mood that gets exacerbated and because of what Twitter is what it is and YouTube comments is like this too and a variety of other things, but it's. It, it, it reacts negative. There's always a negative reaction to ev- everything. It's not necessarily yeah. always the same people, although a lot of the, a lot of it is. But there's always going to be that. And I get it. It was it was a, it was a disappointing. It was just I, I put, I've got uh, as the words. That was kind of how I felt oh, yeah. at the end of the game. Meh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was that. I mean, I what what's your, what's your overall feeling on it? Um, obviously, I would have liked to have got the win. That's what we wanted. We never got it. Um, I was a little bit concerned when I seen the team come out. I texted straight away. I was like, I'm not too sure we've got enough creativity in that midfield there for the semi-final, especially when we were playing Arsenal. We weren't at full strength. I thought we might have gone for it a bit more. Um, we struggle when players get sent off against us. <laughs> it happened at Chelsea at the start of the season. A play, what happens is um, players sit back further than my airline and... We struggle. We really yeah. struggle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I, I, that was actually my my exact thought from the moment it happened. Steve, Shaka gets sent off, and I said it in my uh, match action last night. You don't want Shaka sent off, and I, I don't get me wrong. I absolutely reveled in it. I, I <laughs> indulged in a cheerio and a wave as he uh, as he left the field as he trudged off. And it's great. It feels like a goal when someone gets sent off. Of course, it does. But I think Ian's spot on there. It changes the game and not in Liverpool's favour. It should do, but it doesn't because every every attacking piece of impetus that Arsenal have evaporates from yeah. then on, and they just their, their mission is then just to just to dig in and, and not lose the game. Totally, because it's two legs that really highlights accentuates what, exactly what you've just said. So it's a situation where that they get to half time, they've a regroup in, in the dressing room, and Arteta says, "We go back to the second leg." With something to play for, similarly to what Tuchel said to Chelsea, we come out of the game at Liverpool with, with ten men on the pitch. We don't lose the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you're quite right. Eleven versus eleven, they'd be a little bit more expansive. They try a little bit more. They try and push a little bit more. Try and catch us on the break, which is what most teams do now. It it, it killed the game off. And and looking at the, the our front three, that was probably if you pick the players in our squad. To go up against the low block, you wouldn't pick those three because but when they sat in, it made it really difficult for us. Yeah, it was. And and, and a Liverpool team with Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane in, as a much and Thiago and 
Elliot and you know, all these other things has a better chance of breaking down a team over that. But to come up against that as our first test, Arsenal should have been quite a good test. Nice yeah. open game of football, but it becomes the thing that even the best version of Liverpool struggles. Like every team struggles against is a team packing packing the defensive line. I think as well though we'll talk about Mane, Mane and Salah, and yeah, obviously any team's going to miss them. But I think we missed Divock as well last night. I think if Divock plays, I think we we get a goal because Divock's got a little bit about him as he, he'll get around the defenders and. He's 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 a striker. He's an out and out striker. The problem we had last night is Jota's strongest position is from the left. He's not an out and out striker. Yes. You have three players there, basically three false nines. You haven't got a striker in there. That was the thing we were having conversations in the last couple of weeks. So we, even if Divock's back, you've got got a good a good amount of options. But you're right. There's not a natural right sided player in in amongst there. I'm not sure we haven't. I mean, we saw Kate Gordon at the weekend, and maybe it was a bit soon to chuck him in again all things all things being equal but you're right it, we end up putting our best our, we, our second top goal scorer gets played out of position and I get it you got Firmino there and that's it, it, it felt like a game of percentages of like who who percentage wise becomes the worst and it felt like Jota made a bigger sacrifice for the quality of the team but we probably sacrificed Goal scoring threat for, for for doing it. Yeah, exactly. And it, it it was frustrating. It was frustrating watching Jota because you know we'd have been on the other side. It'd either been more dangerous. Um, I think throwing K Gordon in last night would have probably, when you look at the result, probably more damaging for K Gordon because as we're talking about reaction on social media. If he doesn't get a nine out of ten tomorrow, you've got your people in the morning going, he's not quite a cake going, is he? I mean, look, ultimately, you, the manager can't manage that way. You can't manage on what on the worst case, and he never will. He'll always manage on the best case and trust, thing, trust things to happen. The, the Jota thing doesn't make sense in the context of how the game goes, mm-hmm. but it, it did make a reasonable degree of sense. And I think the point where you see him actually getting behind Jacker for the, 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 isn't the cause of the red card today. That's a very Mohamed Salah movement mm. from outside to in. And in that regard, I, that, the only logical way I can look at it is Salah does play right, right-hand right side and sometimes he plays very wide. But it, he, and Cobb referenced it a couple of weeks ago, he is a, a striker. Yeah. He, play, he does that out to in. His, his aim is to arrive within the width of the penalty area, cutting in towards goal or, or, or close to that. And Jota, so I guess it does make sense to play him there because he is so good and he is very bow-footed. And that was, yeah, I, I get the design. Obviously, it doesn't quite work out for us. Well, the, 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 the run he makes is into space. So any forward's going to make that run into that space. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not really intelligent running. It's, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Kieran Tini's gone on the overlap. Arsenal have lost the ball, so there's space to run in behind him. <coughs> Going back to Kay Gordon, <coughs> Kieran Tini would have eaten Kay Gordon for dinner last night. And, mm-hmm. and what you needed to do there was probably look at the front three and put the weakest of the front three up against Tierney. And even if that's Minamino, just to negate him and then and then allow Jota to play to his strengths. It, 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 that, I mean, you saw the player rating scores last night. Jota gets what did he get? A four, a four out of ten for Jota. We don't see that. Yeah, I feel I feel like our player ratings are an absolute <coughs> fucking car crash when games in like 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 that and the general and the general mood. Like I mean, I mean, I don't think any. I, I think there's some poor performances, but I, yeah, they are. The internet exacerbates all. But for me, the way the game panned out, I'd have just. I mean, look, Minamino, and we'll come we'll come on to talk about him. We'll, we'll kind of work our way through back to front a little bit in a minute, but I'd have just swapped Firmino and Jota. Because Firmino wasn't 
we had no one in the we had no one in the box ultimately because he pulls out. We end up with him play. He ends up playing right anyway, and we've got too many people outright at one at one point as a result of it. And you know he's got he's neat and tidy, and he's quite he's bright in the first half when he actually is being a bit more number nine ish and trying to get on the end of things. There's one where he it flashes past his head. It would have been offside, but it was a good indicator of how he can play as a proper number nine for us. But in terms of just those tactical tweaks, I just think on the balance of things, when you're looking for a goal and it's tight and it's congested, put Jota in the box. Agreed. You know, that's a bit mad. Look, I might we'll, have gone with, with Ox on the right instead of Jota and, yeah. and Minamino come off the bench as an impact sub. I think, yeah, yeah. I think Ox, Ox's direct running would have would have pushed Tierney back. It didn't come to pass. They played that way because Arsenal sat in and went for the damage limitation. But I think Ox would have, would have given us a different dynamic. Yeah, let's talk about the um, the midfield then, Ian. It's a, it's a strange game for Jordan Henderson because <laughs> I found myself at one point pairing over his dynamism and his energy and his clear desire to go and get the game won. And stuff. And, you know, he causes a great opportunity. I mean, he, he literally controls it with, I think, his elbow. But, you know, he, he blocks Ramsdale down. You know, he's, he's that, but he's also... He gives the ball away to Lacazette, who has a, a reasonable speculative shot. There's a couple of times where he just gives some soft passes away. And again, just judging from the reaction to his overall <laughs> performance, I think it was it was an overall negative from him. But it was just a weird it was a weird game from Hendo. It was a weird game for Liverpool. I just think not <laughs> yeah. much, I don't think much happened yesterday. I think that's the best way you can do it. The, we didn't create many chances. We didn't give that many away. It was just it was sort of like a nothing game. And Jordan Henderson started off well. And I thought, yeah, he's going to have one of them games today, and he just he just tailed off. I don't know when, I don't know how the sending off affected him, but that's when he seemed to change. He seemed to sit back. And he seemed to he seemed to play safer for some reason. Um, I think Henderson suffers when Mane and Salah don't play because Mane and Salah both make unique runs and they both cause different problems for mm-hmm. the opposition. When you haven't got them to making them runs, then you look like a lesser of a player because the space isn't there and the player isn't there for him to give the ball. Um, I love Henderson. I think he's been a magnificent... I think he's struggled a little bit this season. I think that injury that he's had has hit him a little bit. I think he start, I think I, I thought he was having a magnificent season, particularly coming in, you know, because obviously Harvey Elliott starts in, in effectively in his position. I thought Hendo was great. And the, some of the best football we've played this season has been that triangle between him, Trent and Salah. But I agree, particularly the last few games, I think he, he definitely looked, he hasn't looked sharp or, or for whatever for whatever reason that is, Stian, I, I don't know. He's not the biggest problem on the night for Liverpool, yeah. and he's certainly not the worst performer for Liverpool on the night. I'm talking about that triangle. I thought Trent had, had a, an absolute torrid, oh, torrid so. time. I mean, he missed the game at the weekend because he's got COVID. So that's, it's hard, we'll never know whether it's, he's had, a knock-on effect of that, or is it just a knock-on effect of having not trained and not mm. played effectively for two weeks or whatever it is leading leading up to it? But um, that's one of Trent's mm. worst performances totally. I've, I've seen for Liverpool. And, and in the second half, I said to him before we came live, I think Matip plays the ball out and Trent's running in the direction with his back to the ball, doesn't even see the pass. The Arsenal player swoops in and they break on the left-hand side. <clears throat> if, he's, if he's like that and we could all see he's off the pace I probably would have switched him at half-time for Neko Williams because he's one of the positives. There aren't many from the game, but, but mm-hmm. Neko certainly is one of them. And is he is he, is he he putting himself in the shot window by being effusive and being you know at, at, at the races every time he comes on because we know he wants to play? But he looked like a, a hungry player last night and you can't say the same in Trent. Yeah, it, it was, again, 
I, I, we have to caveat this, and we shouldn't do because I think if you're a subscriber on Redman Plus, you know that we. Uh, you can say someone had a bad game without saying they're a bad footballer, <laughs> you know. And Trent is still the best right back in the world. Okay. You're allowed to have bad games, and he's still he's still going to improve for all these things. I think he did his own head in a bit, Ian. And I, I think as well, things like corners, his, his corners were, were poor. And now there's a very fine margin. I think it gets a little bit overstated sometimes when when you don't take corners really well, because it, I, someone needs to do a video. You know, like when you watch baseball. And if you don't understand baseball, you don't really get where the pitcher's trying to throw the ball because they're throwing it through an imaginary box, which is mental when you think about <laughs> it. Like cricket makes perfect sense. Yeah. You get them stuck, hit the stumps, you're laughing. Whereas sometimes they do it where they, they, they do it with graphics and they put the box the box on the screen. For corners, the way they're trying to take it is there's a box about about the width of a football or two footballs over the head of the man at the front post, and that's the window you're trying to get the ball sorted through. So what I'm trying to say is it's a very difficult thing to do. So if you're even slightly off, you just you just lead to loads of shit corners. But it was a thing where we were building attacking intent, and it, you go, "Where we got a corner away," and then we catastrophically fucked the corner yeah. and then Trent's faced with legging it back mm. 50, 60 yards to try and get back in etc etc what we, what we do is we celebrate our players very very well when they do things well that's something the Liverpool fans mm-hmm. do the Liverpool fans do on the opposite side when things aren't going quite well we'll also jump straight on them um, maybe we need to celebrate the 10 games that he gets his balls absolutely spot on and less begrudge him them where he does have an off day. I mean, yesterday was a bad day at the office and he probably was one of the worst on the pitch, but it was a bad day at the office for, I'd say, 95% of that team yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, the corners, we all know what he's capable of. He only gets the criticism he gets because we know what he can do. We know that he can put the ball normally wherever he wants it. So, unfortunately, you're not going to have them games 100% of the time. He's a human being. He's not a robot. We'd, we'd love him to do amazing thing with the ball every time you got a free kick and every time you got a corner that's not football it doesn't happen you do have your 90 minutes where nothing goes right it happened it's it's happened to the very best in the world it'll carry on long after and, and look nico williams is there that's i mean if there's the situations in the past where we'd be go you just keep trent on because who are you going to bring on whereas i actually thought it was quite nice and i think we've rehabilitated williams to the point where See where we can go, and you can see Klopp, Klopp was very. I don't know how much of this, uh, whether you saw any of this, but he brings him on, and he has a first moment where he cuts the ball back and he plays it really safe. And Klopp is on the touchline, going, "Get round the outside, get round the outside, just try to get round the outside." And every time after that, he did, or at least he, he put the doubt in, into Tierney's mind and allows him to be a bit more. I thought it was a it was an encouraging performance from Nico to be able to come into that game and actually you know look, what, what does he what does he contribute ultimately not a goal but he certainly adds to Liverpool's attack and intent and that does it does bode well that we can say to someone like Trent Alexander Arnold it's not working for you today mate we've got a different a different way of playing this that we're going to try and that's normal for it not to work for somebody you know yeah. with as Ian said they're not robots. Uh, I've come full circle on Nico Williams, to be honest with you, because I didn't think he was good enough. And, and, and I'm happy to say that you can watch games and you can change your opinion. That lad wants to stay at the football club for the next five years as an understudy to Trent Alexander-Arnold. Do it, yeah. because he's good enough to do that. I get that he wants to play football. I understand that, and, and that's a measure of him as a person. Mm-hmm. 
But everybody who's played fullback for Liverpool Football Club comes out after the game and says, Klopp was on my case to get forward and take risks. That they are the risk takers. They are the creative players in our team. Yeah. We, we, you know, Ian's opening comment on the show was the midfield lack creativity. Klopp's not looking for creativity from the midfield. He's looking for creativity from the wide men, yeah. and that's a, a model that Chelsea have followed recently by having four decent wing backs. Yeah. That's how. That's the way football's going. Football is you, your full backs are going to be the guys that win you games through creativity, largely because there's nobody behind them to put pressure on them, so they have time on the ball. Even Bradley said at the weekend, he was told by Klopp, "Be brave, be brave, take risks, take chances," and yeah. you know. If Nico wants to stay in the club and be an understudy, then that's that's fine by me. Yeah, and again, it's the nature of the game. By that point, the, the partner play is set. You've the no, if you're not being brave, then there's no point you being on the pitch. Exactly. Um, so it was. I was. I was encouraged to see him. I guess the 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 big decision going back to the starting eleven, Ian, it's, it's the Milner inclusion. I think you referenced it before we filmed about how it was a midfield lacking in creativity again. <laughs> I get it, I do. So I, I, I wasn't bothered when that midfield when it, we, it came out and we were playing that midfield because I, I looked at Arsenal's and said they're weak in midfield. So go and dominate it, go and win that midfield battle, and let the other lads let you know let the let the fullbacks do the job, let the attacking lads do their job, but just go and beat Arsenal's midfield because it's was it Jacken and Sambi Lekonga who's a, a young yeah. lad, good player, but but he, but a young lad. But again. And this is not Milner's fault because Milner was as oh he was fine. Wasn't you know what I mean? He wasn't <laughs> shocker and he wasn't brilliant. He was just a, a very bang average midfield performance, much like the midfield in, in general. The thing that I don't get is when the game changes with the red card, we don't change our game with it, and that midfield is not a midfield that's suitable for the way that that game that game pans out. We all love Klopp. He's the best manager in the world. But the one thing we do criticise Klopp on is his substitutes and sometimes he waits too long to take it. Mm-hmm. As soon as Jacko went off, I would have had Ox or Curtis Jones on straight in there, right in there, because they would have been in and around that midfield. They mm-hmm. would have been causing problems. They would have been looking for the three fellows up top. I mean, when I mean, when do, eventually does Ox get on with about five, ten minutes to go? And it's like, he should have been on. 45 minutes ago where the first thing he does he gets the ball and he runs with it which we didn't see enough of um, That and that was my concern Paul that was my concern as soon as I seen the team sheet I just saw this isn't a strong Arsenal 11 or it's not as strong as it could be mm-hmm. so we should really we should go and give them problems in midfield I, I think again just to play as the devil's advocate and I can get it because We've not got the firepower in the team, so make sure you don't concede. So go and be solid, mm. get your best possible defence. That's why I think that's another reason, contributing factor of why Allison plays, because show Arsenal that, okay, we might not be as threatening, but look look at the rest of the team. Yeah. If you're playing if you're playing in midfield or attack for Arsenal, no difference to you. You're coming up against all the best lads for all the best lads, but you know you're in for a big physical tussle. You know you're probably going to lose most of your aerial duels. You're going to lose, your, you know, your fifty fifties, etc., etc. So again, I absolutely get it, but we wait till sixty minutes to make the Curtis Jones for Milner substitution. There was nothing that I le- that that was learned. I don't think in the first fifteen minutes of the second half that wasn't known in, with fifteen minutes to go in Tell the first. And, and and you're both right. You know, the second we get the red card and. 
we were always going to control that game anyway because that's what we do. We build from the back, we go left, we go right, we recycle ball, we play again. Arsenal surrendered total control of the game in, in the way they set up once they lost Xhaka. As Ian says, Oxlade-Chamberlain runs at people. It's Arsenal. He would want to prove a point. He always does against mm-hmm. Arsenal. He'll give you a bit more because it's the team you played for. And he wants to prove that he was better than them and that's why he came to Liverpool. And that's human nature to be that way. So put him on, let him run at people, let him fizz in a few balls from 25 yards, let him test this idea that Aaron Ramsdale was like superhuman, which is what the Arsenal fans will tell you. But we never really, never really enforced ourselves on the game. We were happy to to do what you said, which was say to Arsenal, you're just not going to score against us because we've got Alisson, we've got Van Dijk, we've got Matip, we've got both our full-backs playing, we've got Fabinho. So the back the back six, lock that down, leave it as it is, mm-hmm. and then go and make changes in the final third that make a difference and give us an opportunity to test Arsenal, and we just didn't. Yeah, and and the substitutions, were the actual substitutions themselves, I was fine with. You know, particularly the Curtis Jones one. I thought he was—he was probably for me our best player yeah. on on the pitch, and he plays half an hour of it, which I think is quite is quite telling. And again, it, it's easy to kind of get swept up in how attacking Liverpool are for the last fifteen minutes of that game in particular. That happens because Arsenal give it up. Def, you know, any slight hopes they totally give. I mean, they bring Tavares on for Saka. You know what I mean? Which is the last of their, the last, the only player who's causing us any problems in Saka gets 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 taken off. I know he's, he gets a knock or whatever. But Curtis Jones, I thought the left side functioned all of a sudden. So he's he's comfortable on the ball. He wants it. He's happy to run at people. He's got great control. It, him and Robertson linked up. I thought, and they dovetailed wonderfully. I just thought it was it was like ah, he, look, he's not Sadio Mane, but it felt like we put together something that was that had played together. Like there was an understanding there. Curtis Jones, when he comes on, always looks like a player who's coming on to prove something to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's like he comes on like he's been overlooked and yeah. I'm going to show you what I can do. And that's every single game. Sometimes it doesn't work because sometimes he can do a little bit too much. But last night, he, he, when he came on, he he was a man with something to prove. And there's, I love it when someone's out there trying to prove something. I'm hoping he starts at the weekend against Brentford. I really want to see Curtis Jones in the team. Yeah. I think I think give him his go now, give him his run. He's had the time out of injury and he's could be that little bit something different in midfield that we need right now. When he come on, he can run with the ball. He he's got a great pass. He's, he's I think he's got for, for such a young player, he's got great vision. Mm-hmm. I think like you, he was the best player on the pitch once he came on. And the fact that he was only half an hour probably tells you a bit more about the rest of the performances on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can only surmise that there's more there's more and deeper thinking going on behind the scenes because there often is. And I think we don't give it credit yeah. sometimes. When it goes wrong, we presume everyone's thick. And when we when we do it right, everyone's a genius yeah. at, at, at the club. So maybe there's, maybe there's a, a deeper factor too. We're managing the players we've got over this over this period, perhaps. But again, it's 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 he was so much better with Jones that it just seems mad that we didn't just go with that a little bit. Another fifteen minutes that wouldn't have, I don't think it would have harmed what we were trying to do. Bring him on when Jacker goes off is probably the best thing to do and give him give him a good hour or so, seventy five minutes, whatever it was, to have an impact on the game. If we've learned anything from from last night is without without midfield, there's no creative spark which we will need against Brentford. So so I'd be inclined to put Jones in the midfield three mm-hmm. um, for the weekend. It, 
like you said, Paul, unless you're set, you're involved in the club and you're in the four walls of the dressing room, you don't know what players are nursing what. You don't know how that player feels. Ox could be feeling a bit under the weather, which is why he got seven or eight minutes at the end of the game, just as a sort of a, a go-to because we needed something. Mm -hmm. So we see the, t the team sheet come out, like you're saying, you see all the names, you think everyone's great, everyone's fine, everyone's fit, and it has to be better. Well, yeah. We don't have that yeah. access to all the info, do we? I mean, look, the, 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 I think it's undercut, all of it's undercut by a couple of performances. And that left-hand side in particular, I'll just stick with you on this, Steve, like Taki Minamino, he had an absolute stinker of a game, I thought, you know, and, and, and it's such a shame because... Look, well, it matters not whether we think he's good or bad or indifferent or, or whatever. Liverpool will do with him what they what they want to do with him ultimately. But we talked, a lot, we've been talking about this for months. Afcon's coming. Minamino's going to get his opportunity, and right now, you know, Taki Minamino is a, is in the front is a front three option. That's what we bought him for. Yeah. I don't quite know where I still don't know where his best position in that front three. And it, the answer is, it's at the moment. It's not in that front three at all because we we bring Curtis Jones on and we end up with Curtis Jones in left wing and we we actually drop Minamino back and more and more central toward the end in that in that final fifteen minutes and I whether that's the hoping we'll get something out of him in a more ten like position or is it just that Curtis Jones is just better on that left side but if that's the case that doesn't bode well for Minamino because yeah. Curtis Jones should be a midfielder for us and the fact that he looks street levels above Minamino in the front three is a, a bit of a concern for Taki's future. It is, and we've spoken about this before, and I I feel Minamino's better through the centre than he is out on the left because mm -hmm. he sees more of the ball and he's he's got that sort of 360 vision and he's good at that and he proved that against us. It is a difficult one for him. I mean, I've seen to me before we, kept, we went live, people show Van Dijk celebrating goals in the background as the player striking the ball in the last two or three minutes that chance that comes to him and he puts in the crowd, all he's got to do is watch the ball and he doesn't, it, it, his technique's awful. It's difficult for him. I think after 25 minutes, we knew what kind of night we were going to have from him. But I remember sitting here with you uh, um, in the last time we played in the League Cup and you said you had one of those games, didn't he, where lots of it didn't work and then suddenly he pops up and scores the yeah. equaliser. Yeah. The difference was last night he didn't score. Yeah. So you, you're not clouded by the fact you scored a great goal. Yeah. When it's gone that bad and you need to make a change and you've got Oxlade Chamberlain available, put Jota on the left, put Oxlade Chamberlain on the right, leave Bobby through the middle. What I will say, going back to Ian's point, is I'm screaming at the telly, where are you, Divock? We so needed Divock Origi. And the fact he's, he's in the last six months of his contract mm -hmm. and we're sitting there screaming at the telly because we want him to play because he would have given us that little bit extra. Yeah, and it is. And I mean, he's another, he's a he's a forward. I mean, he's another guy who, he plays number nine when everyone in our team wants to play in the number nine, unfortunately. But for what it was, I just felt a bit sorry for Minamino because I, there's one moment I can think where he, <clears throat> he did a, had a positive impact and he has like a really pacey burst down the left-hand side and looks dangerous. And then he has that he has that cross-come shot which nearly floats into the back post. And that goes in again. We're going, wow, wow. Bit lucky, but oh, don't, we love, don't we love Minamino? The, the miss, Ian... Is in the in the heat of the game, it feels horrendous. When you watch it back and you see it's, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. It's a harder chance. I don't think it, it's not on the floor with him running onto it, and you've just got to make any contact with it in the general direction. He's kind of striking down on the ball. It's coming down on the volley. I can see how you how you can miss that, but it, it I think it contributes to this all round general feeling on the night. Of just again, throw your arms up in the air. Uh, everything feels a bit shit. 
because if Saki Minamino sticks that away, we're talking about it as a great smash and grab win for Liverpool in difficult circumstances. It's a shame that it's fallen on a player like him who who hasn't won the crowd over one way or the other, really, because to see these ones it informs the narrative. If that goes in, oh, it's a built it's another building positive performance for Taki. He misses it, so he's shit. No, it was totally opposite from his finish when he when he scored the goal against Leicester because that looked like a guy who had confidence. That finish last night looked like a guy that just had no confidence. But he's normally time. so composed. No, the only thing I know about Minamino as a player is that if you put him inside the eighteen yard box, he does seem to have that like time slows down thing for him. But it, that that totally left him. I think last night, I think he knew like we knew that it just wasn't going his way that night. When it came to him, he sort of slashed at it. I think if if that comes to Matip or another defender, you say he's had a nosebleed, then he didn't know what he was doing. I think that's exactly what happened to Minamino. I think the game has got on top of him there. He's just not had the comportment. He could have took a touch. He didn't have to slash it the way he did. Um, it's just panic just setting. He knew. He knew what was coming after the game, I think. I think if this doesn't go in. His body language wasn't great right. when things didn't go well for him. He was kind of beating himself up, getting yeah. on his on, on his own back. And I think that, that epitomises that at the end. By then, his, in 90 minutes, he undid all of his confidence with his with his body language. Ball arrives at him. It's a difficult chance, as you say. And his, his mindset and his and his and his demeanour isn't right for that. You need to be coming on to that thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burst the net with this. Yeah. Not... I'm gonna make a best case of it and stick it in the crowd. It was it was tough. He had a hard night. He had a tough night. I I, I, I again I don't know whether he's got onto it, but it was a, I described it as a very tetchy Anfield crowd. I think yeah. Arsenal just going back, to, just bleating the same old. Where's your famous atmosphere? Shall we sing a song for you? Blah 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 blah. And then Liverpool just being incredibly frustrating in how they play because I thought the atmosphere was actually brilliant to a point and then Liverpool and again the nature of the game and the, the way it goes it's not, it stops being a swashbuckling game Arsenal have none of the ball so you can't boo and jeer and fill the gaps in between songs and Liverpool aren't good enough to create a load of chances that have got you up on you up on up on edge so instead it becomes a really Irritated, and, and when Minamino has those kind of games, I think it contributes to it. And Trent has that kind of game, it contributes to it. And all of a sudden, instead of us being really super supportive of the lads and, and driving them over the line, everything just becomes, oh, arms up in the air. And it, it's just a gut reaction. You can't help how you feel to stuff, but it all contributed towards an environment that was just going to make Arsenal stronger. The, the Minamino stuff, I think, is, is interesting because. He just doesn't play football for us, um, you know, and I don't. I just don't know whether this is just an oversight, and maybe this is if Origi's fit. I'm not sure if Minamino even plays in, in in that game. That's a that's that's the, the tough thing we don't know. Ian, I think part of the problem is I don't think Minamino, the same player he is, I don't think he fits into our system perfectly. We don't play an advanced midfielder because that's what he is. He's not a striker. He's not a false nine. He's an advanced midfielder. He's more like a number ten. We don't play that type of player. Yeah. So. It's very hard for him to fit into our play. When he comes in, he's like half wide but central, and he gets lost. It, 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 I feel, I feel sorry. Kind of do think there's a player there. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I think he needs either another striker around him, or he needs to be an advanced midfielder of a three. And I think, I, I mean, I guess, I guess you know, we talk about the the, the switching shape and all that. That does allow him to be in that position for the for the chance that he misses. So you know, I suppose. Functionally, we did the right thing, and it worked. It certainly it worked better for him in that regard, rather than him toiling out on the wing. 
it's just I look looking at his minutes so far this season, which I've got from a transfer mark. He's played six hundred and fifty nine minutes this season, which is just it's nothing. He's made six Premier League appearances. Most of his minutes, you know, um, come in come in the League Cup. But he's actually got four goals in, in four games in the competition, which is a which is obviously a, a thing. Which if he you know he could have had five goals in four mm. games, which we'd be going again. We'd be going well, you know, not perfect performances, but he's come in, he's doing his job, he's banging the goals in. That's what you want from an from an understudy sort of sort of player. But this is the thing in terms of all round performance, particularly in the Premier League. He's barely. He's not been in squads. He's he's been on the bench. He's had isolated minutes. He's never played. He hasn't played more than most minutes he's played in the game for us this season was fourteen minutes against Arsenal back at back at Anfield earlier early on in the season. And now we're at now we're at Afcon phase. And people can criticise stay about like the ownership, and I've seen tons of it because it does. Whenever it doesn't go right, it's all the lack of investments and it's all this and that. And I just don't. I get it, but I don't subscribe to it. I, right. I think you, when you look deeper, I don't think it's quite. I don't think it's as, as cut and dry as all that. The argument, I suppose, is if you've got someone who's better than Minamino, he plays more minutes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think in that regard, maybe that's a, it's a fair point. But we've got who we've got. We needed to if we if we we needed to. I don't know. Did, did we just need to play him more so that he's in? He, he was more ready for this competition. I don't know. I think I've said it many times before. Our, our system is ruthlessly efficient when everybody's available, but it's very, very fragile when, when we're not. And we saw that, don't want to dwell on last season, but that was a classic example. So when you take your talismanic forwards out, and, and Eamon and I were talking about this, as good as Salah is, and, and, and he is special, Mane contributes massively as well. And as a collective, those guys make the opposition think about what they're doing when, even when they have the ball. They don't have to worry about Minamino. You yeah. know, you can afford to push your right back on because you know he's not Mane quick. So, you know, you've got a good chance of catching him. You've got a good chance of shutting him down. He's playing for him out of position on the left-hand side. I don't know if, if giving him more minutes is the answer, Paul. Uh, I, his best game I've ever seen was against us, whereas he played as a 10 and he played in a, in a hole in the midfield, which we vacated by not playing a six on the night against Salzburg. Has he a, has he a long-term future in, in, in the system at the club? I'm not sure. Do you have a plan B to, to facilitate him and get him into the games? I'm not sure about that either. This summer's going to be an interesting summer for, for Minamino in terms of whether he stays at the football club. And, and like Ian says, there is a player in there who's got technical ability. It's We've a, just set up in a way that doesn't help him. It's just, yeah, I get it. I, I do. And it's all because, like, Shakiri doesn't fit, didn't fit the system, mm. and Origi doesn't fit the system. And we've had a couple of those players, and you can't, you can't be perfect with everything, with everything, of course. But the difference is, in hindsight, of course, being glorious than what it is, Ian, you'd rather have Shakiri in the squad for night for nights like that than Taki Minamino. And Minamino's job is to is to have just a little bit, just to be, I don't know, just to be able to impact games a little bit more. And again, I, feel, I don't know, am I being chairless? Am I, am I asking too much? Because his goals to minutes ratio has been pretty damn good so far this season. He's, but... he's, not, he's, not, he's not the type of player who's going to grab the game by the scruff of the neck, is it? And right now, because of the players that have gone out to AFCON, that's what we need. We need some guys who are going to stand up and be counted. He's not that type of player, unfortunately. He doesn't look like a type of guy who's going to say, like, look at me, watch what I'm doing. I'm going to, I'm going to sort this out. It's... it's the best way I can do is he's like a shy footballer. You don't know he's there. He hasn't got the ball. You don't yeah. know he's there. Yeah, he is a bit. I mean, he's he's clearly stronger, and he's clearly trying to be stronger. Yeah. And I've seen him. He's trying to use his body more, and he's trying to be more physical. So there's definitely 
shades of improvement. I don't know. As I say, I don't know whether I could sit here. It's a sliding doors thing, isn't it? Exactly what you say there. We could sit here and slaughter Taki Minamino all we want, but if he just buries that chance, which is perfectly reasonable thing, we're talking about what a great what a great addition, how how wonderful our squad depth is. So maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't go too much more on it. Um, mm-hmm. But it is just for, it's just frustrating, isn't it? As much as anything else. Um, Steve, good to see moment. Uh, good to see minutes for Gomez. But again, it was another one where. Matip was having. Matip was actually. I said Curtis Jones our best player. Probably Matip was our yeah. was our was our other best player on the night. Most creative one too. Yes, <laughs> and that's what we actually weirdly we lost that with Gomez. Yeah, Gomez, come on! And I've never seen a man more, more go calm. More, every time he received the ball on the edge of the box, he did this, and like it's cool, and he's, he's showing like let's just not panic, and that's that's cool. But Matip was trying trying to make things happen. Yeah. I mean, maybe too much, but it, that we, we we certainly lost that attacking impetus. He'll score one of them amazing runs one day. <laughs> and the play, roof will come off the place. He absolutely will. I think the thing with Gomez, I've got some sympathy with Gomez. You know, he's um, he, he forged a really strong partnership with Van Dyke. He, he ousted Matip. Got Gomez and Van Dyke for, for for 19 games. I think it was didn't concede a goal. They were insane. They were ridiculous. Then he has a horrendous injury that that is as as bad an injury as you're ever going to get. He needs a run of games. We've talked about this before. He needs a run of games to get confidence back. He needs a run of games to get his stride back. Unfortunately for me, he's behind both Matip and Canate in terms of the pecking order. I really like Joe Gomez. I worry about another one that that, that will be looking at his own career and saying, I need I need games, I need minutes, and, and, and sentiment alone. And we say Klopp has his favourites, but sentiment alone won't get this guy 10 games in a row on the pitch. And he needs that. Mm-hmm. If everybody was fit, Loaning him to Aston Villa wouldn't have been the worst thing to do with him because he would have got game time and he would have re- he would have found himself because at the moment he looks a bit lost. Yeah. So so give him the time to go and play somewhere else. Send him to Steven Gerrard who, who's who's making big moves at Aston Villa would have sat him down and and made him feel a million dollars. You don't feel a million dollars when you're getting ten minutes at the end of a game that's I, a damn squib. No, you? I agree. But I think if last season doesn't happen, maybe we do. Maybe we do gamble on it because yeah, we we're clearly scared, feel, aren't we? yeah, we're scared. Yeah, definitely. You know, you 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 because clearly we thought last season we were fine going in with Fabinho as the fourth choice centre half. There's no way on earth I'll make that mistake again. But I, I mean, it's it does kind of say to me with the Gomez stuff. I think he probably starts that game if it wasn't the other things we'd already discussed. In you know, if we've got a little bit more, if again, if Origi's available, we feel we've got a little bit more goal threat up top. Maybe we just maybe we do. We can't afford to give Gomez that game. Maybe this is all part of he's probably going to start in the Emirates next week. He's just, I think he's just been a bit unfortunate with the timing of everything because really we should be looking at all the cup games. He should have been playing all of these and he should be a little bit more up to speed. But circumstances have kind of conspired against him a little bit. I love Joe Gomez. Two years ago, I didn't think there was a better English centre after him. That's how good he was two years ago. Injuries have absolutely decimated the last two years of his career. Um, the problem with Joe Gomez for me is that he takes about three or four games to get going. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, right now, he you can't afford yes. that. He can't afford that Liverpool because you've got Canate there who comes in. We've got three centre-backs mm-hmm. in four. Yeah. And you're not going to sacrifice that and maybe run the risk and of weakening your defensive off. The mad thing is, is normally if you have a fourth centre-half, Leaves it. It doesn't really bother you. I will. I'll. I'll be gutted if Joe Gomez yeah. goes because he's he. He comes. He's, he comes across as a good lad. He's. He's a. He's a top class footballer. 
he just needs the minutes to get him back up to that standard. And like I've said, I just can't see where he's going to get them when you've got Matip used to pick up niggles for some reason this season. It's like, it's, yeah, come on, come on, don't He's like, he hasn't picked up anything. But you look at it, Virgil displays. A mental strength. I've had a really serious injury. I'm back. You guys deal with it. I'm cool. I'll get on with it. We don't know where Joe Gomez is psychologically. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem with serious knee injuries, and I remember one myself when I used to play, is that is that getting over the hump in the, in the brain, understanding that actually I'm okay to go and put that challenge in. Yeah. So where it, we don't know where Gomez is in that regard. It, it says massive volumes about the mental strength and Van Dyke's conditioning to come back and play after an ACL the way he's playing. Speaks more about Van Dyke than anything else. That yeah. at this moment in time, we bought a thirty-five million pound centre half that we've got to factor into the team to know know how we're going to play. So yeah. he has to have game time. Uh, and Matip's been brilliant. Uh, the the Matip stuff just makes it the the maddest thing, doesn't it? Because I you met, I think we're planning for Matip to probably miss more games. Matip should have had like a five to ten game spell where he's been completely unavailable. And he hasn't had that because what happens then is Canate comes in and then you need to play Gomez because you're rotating Virgil. Whereas we've, we're trying to rotate four centre arse, which is insane. We've never had, to, we've had four loads, we've had loads of times with four centre half options, but we've never had to actively rotate them before because previously Van Dijk could play every game and then Lovren and Gomez and Matip would just like one of them would fall, <laughs> like you know, like be, take it, take a bullet and and, and he'd, he'd throw the baton on and Gomez would catch it and he'd run for 15 games and then he'd fall down and he'd pass it to Matip and then and there'd just be this constant interchange of the other centre halves. So I get it, it's hard for us to judge. Joe Gomez, because these are almost weirdly exceptional circumstances that we're we've, under. We've we shouldn't complain. The, we've got three centre, boss centre halves in good form, I suppose. And we've put the Joe Matip shape bubble wrap away a long time ago, haven't we? Because he's he's played more minutes this season than he has in the previous two, yeah. so that bodes well, and that, that makes it hard for Gomez and um, look, it's tough. And you might find that it's it could it could be something wild, like it could be Gomez and Canate at, at the weekend off the off the back of that. I don't know, but. Feels like you, they're trying to get they're trying to get Gomez up and running for something, and whether that's again for next week for the return leg, or whether it's for this, you know, for Palace, or whether it's for this, we'll have, we'll have to sort of see. I want to bring uh, reference to Alison Becker. Actually, made a, a match saving save, which was amazing. But his right back performance, I thought, was first rate. Um, <laughs> just this way, that's slide tackle. He put a slide tackle on their left wing in our right back position. Like it was one of them where we were attacking, and then you look up and like, oh. Oh, is, is, is it is it getting pulled back? Is it no? It's just Allison sl- putting a slide in on the touchline. Like a FIFA glitch, wasn't it? Oh my <laughs> word! Like yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sensation. I'm glad that he's got that in his locker. But yeah, put the, put the shits up me in a big in a very very big way. Um, yeah, he, he was he was you know Allison Becker, isn't he? He he's interesting though. He suffered a little bit in the start of that game, that first half an hour or twenty minutes until Arsenal give it up after the, after the red card. His his passing was a little, or his touch was a little sticky. Mm. He held onto the ball a little bit too long. It, it's another reason why it felt like this game, we were just shaking off the ring rust. Yeah. I mean, we've often talked about it over the years, how Liverpool, we burn our team out by playing too much football, but when we don't play too much football, our team doesn't perform as well off the back of it. So it does feel a little bit like, and it's a shame because the semi-final, and we wanted to see more and better. Hopefully what we saw there was 
actually putting a bit of minutes into the legs of all these lads so that we get a better performance against Brentford and we get a performance against Arsenal and we get a better performance against Crystal Palace. We've come to a position in our squad where playing every two days, every three days, is is what they want, is what they need. And you're quite right, it's ring rust. And, and, and you know, we referenced it previously. What Alisson demonstrated there was um, what we expected Kelleher to do. And he didn't in one of the games previously when he conceded, when he stayed at home and Van Dijk didn't close the ball down. I made the point on the show that you would have expected Becker to come out and narrow the angles. That was the ultimate narrow the angles last night, wasn't it? Making a slide <laughs> challenge out there. That is, that is, Klopp will be having kittens watching that. He'll be absolutely apoplectic on the line going, what are you doing? Don't yeah. do that. Because if that guy nicks the ball around him, we've got a problem, haven't we? Yeah. But, but you know what? For all of the things that he does and the sweeper-keeper thing he's decided to be, um, I love him to bits and just carry on doing it. Just yeah. carry on being who you are. Um, big shout from the man, the legend Chris Pajak, who would just say in um, is performing a sterling effort, rolling <laughs> back the years to produce all the content this week. Um, as put in caps, so I'm going to have to shout it. Matip is our best CB. He's been that all year. He has. <laughs> big shout out to Chris Pajak. Um, also, moment of the match was Virgil patting that lad on the head. I didn't see that one. Which lad did he pat on the head? Maybe a fantastic patted perhaps Martinelli on the head. Yeah, that was a great, good, that's a great. I loved, I love a bit, of, I love a bit of age condescension. It's great. It's just like, yeah, you're. Right. Matip did that brilliantly as well. Just like a couple of times where Saka's like, right, I'm going to race in because Matip's the weak link here, and Joe Matip just went, nah, just just rolled him off. Casually yeah. takes the ball yeah. away, comes away with it, and that. I mean, that was. Some overall positives from the game, which I know is is tough. I know some people don't like to hear positives um, <laughs> because apparently every, everyone is so made up with their anger. <laughs> everyone just loves, lo- just just no. It's my anger, and I'm keeping it. Um, I thought I, I thought Matip was exceptional. I thought Virgil Van Dijk had a, had, you know, had, had a decent game. I thought the fact that we we limited Arsenal and okay, they don't have loads to offer in in that regard. But there's moments where. Martinelli and Saka have both got pace to burn yeah. and they're the kind of players who hurt us when we even we in games where we're going gung ho and they're offering nothing. That counter attack has we've been very susceptible to. So Allison actually being very good off his line is great. Matip and, and Van Dyke dealing with those situations really really good to see as well. And yeah, you know, <laughs> Good to see Nico seems to be seems to be having something. Curtis Jones again. The fact that we can have a positive conversation about Curtis Jones, who's had, who's had a tough month, uh, and one that we can certainly carry into the build-up show is good. And Arsenal fans singing, we're going to Wembley after a nil-nil draw in the first leg of a of a cup feels like something that I am I would be playing in the dressing room all week. Just yeah. Is the Arsenal fans? Is our Arsenal think they they going to the final here, lads? There's, there's there's no way we perform next week the way we performed last night. It, it won't it won't happen. I don't think Klopp definitely won't let it happen, and I'm pretty sure the players won't let it happen. Trent won't have another game like that in a while. We've got that out the way, yeah. and we managed to do it. We managed to perform that badly and still take a nil nil. Whereas sometimes you play like that and it's go back to their ground and you're 1-0 down or you're 2-0 down. So they're the positives that it's still level. And, and that's and that's the good thing about, uh, one of the good things to take from it, Steve, is the game's not done and dusted. You know what I mean? No. And it, we, we all wanted more and we would have expected more. I mean, particularly because a lot of people will have watched 
the state of the Arsenal performance against Forest. They were always going to be better than that, yeah, that yeah. game as well. They had better players playing for a start. The fact that we've got that defence, that's what I, I think the game plan quite clearly moving forward is just grind. We're going to grind this next three weeks yeah. and see where we, and see what happens. And look, hopefully with Firmino, with Jota, with Ox, with Curtis, with Minamino, and hopefully we just Klopp's just done his press conference actually, and apparently Divock's back outside running and Klopp he's not too far away, which is we're going to need Divock as well in that. Don't get beaten. Don't concede goals. And if we have to scrape a few one nilers by hook or by crook, then great. Let's be honest, you know, we, we the last couple of League Cup finals we've been in have been decided by like one goal or or or, or two a goal a game over two legs. Would have been nice to win this four nil so we yeah, can drop yeah. up to the Emirates, <laughs> but we'll all take we'll all take a, a sticky one nil win next week at the Emirates if it puts yeah. books a place in the final. I think I think Klopp's already alluded to it's half time. And he's a pragmatic manager if ever ever there is one. He's probably the most pragmatic manager I've ever seen. There won't be a big inquest today. There'll be one or two players there'll be conversations with about their own input into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, we, he'll focus on, because the most positive man makes the best out of every situation. So all we'll do is go back to our routine, our regime, get the players prepared for the next game. There won't be an inquest. There won't be a meeting in the, in the analysis room where we sit down and say, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do that? Because that's not what he does. Yeah. Um, Business as usual, carry on. There's no drama. Leave the drama to social media because yeah. it's not happening at the football club. No, exactly. And and yeah, and, and the thing about it, about that next leg, Ian, is the impetus is on Arsenal now to go and win the, the tie. They've got and done the business. They've come to Anfield. They've not lost. They're 10 men. Big, heroic Arsenal fans. They're well more made up with that result than we are, and rightly so, because it was. You know, if we if we were in that situation and we ground that out, we'd be, we'd be made up with that too. Um it's going to be a different game with the Emirates. The trick, Liverpool have now got a week and a game between now and then to figure out that attacking lineup so that our new, whether it's the same again and they've just got a bit, they've just had some tweaks to what to what they do or we try some fresher options. This was our first go at how we put a best team out without our two of our three best lads. I would, it, again, I, I, it will be a more open game and hopefully we'll just have one or two more things figured out. We know how much space Arsenal leave when they try and win a game. They never try to win that game last night. They're going to leave so much space next week and we've just got to make sure that we capitalise on it, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure we will because, all right, Manor and Salah might not be there, but lesser players have capitalised on Arsenal space yeah. than Minamino and Jota and... Let's, let's be honest, these are still international class players we've got there. You know, we're not playing the kids. Yeah. They, 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 they'll be chomping at the bit after last night now. Josh will be wanting to go and prove himself again. Minamino, if he gets a chance next week, he'll be like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there. I'm going to show you what I can do. I said, said to you a couple of weeks ago, there's not a more there's not a more dangerous than a footballer who's out to prove himself. And next week, Liverpool could have 11 at the Emirates Day, mm-hmm. especially... The way Arsenal was celebrating at the end of the game last night, that will fire the Liverpool players right up, and it'll certainly fire Klopp up. So I'm, I'm still expecting. I said to you before, before we went live, I, I, I'm fully expecting Liverpool to go through, just because I've, I've boss we've been for the past two years, yeah. and we know we can turn around when we need to. Absolutely, yeah, and there's, there's, there's enough quality there. I, I, that's the point. There's, there's a little bit of shades of Bayern Munich in the Champions League where they were like, well, no, Virgil van Dijk, we'll come to Anfield and we'll go, you know, we'll, and they come away with the, the draw and they made up with it and then we just go to the Alliance and 
and absolutely made them. Um, <laughs> obviously, again, we've got we've got better attacking options in that game, but I'm not expecting us to go to the Emirates and turn them over, like you know, and, and, and route them. But we don't need to. They've still, if they want to win the game, they've still got to break down our defense. They're still got to get past our goalie, <clears throat> and we've got. We should have enough there. We should have enough tricks in our locker. We've certainly got enough possibilities there to, to, to get a result, whatever that looks like. We need to tweak it. Absolutely, we need to tweak it. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that they'll come out gung-ho. I think at nil-nil they can afford to be patient, and I think they will be. And I think that's very much a sort of an Arteta-Guardiola tactic, and that's mm -hmm. where Arteta did his schooling, as we all know. Um we can't have that gap between the midfield and the front three again because we don't have that ability to run in behind, certainly from the left-hand side that we normally have. So we will need to put a body in the, in the, in the chasm between the two, mm -hmm. a creative body, an Oxlade-Chamberlain or, or a Jones. We've, we've talked about that lots in this show. Yeah. Um, I think I think if, if we can get Divock to a position where he can give us half an hour or an hour or something like that, we, we might see the front three, we might see 4-2-3-1. I don't favour that because I think it congests the, the, the front line. But for me, it only congests the front line for Mane and Salah, not for Jota, Origi or Firmino. I think it's a different dynamic. So it's interesting. It'll be, a, it's an, it'll be interesting to see how tactically we approach that. We can't be, we have what we, we hold what we have type of mentality. Yes, uh, uh, we've got to go and get a goal. Yeah. We've got to get a goal to go through. Fingers crossed. It's got a Divock Origi hero moment written all over it, hasn't it, off the bench. So whatever it's honestly, whatever it takes. I don't care. You know, we've got a couple of weeks now. To, well, we got, we, but you know, this is it. You know, we've got a few weeks to just get through this. You know, it's not. It's gonna be. If we expect Liverpool to batter everyone, we're gonna be. We're gonna make ourselves more disappointed than mm. is required. You know, so we might as well just enjoy what we can do. And, and I'm quite up. I'm quite up for this idea of us just saying you're not gonna score against us. So worst case scenario, we're gonna have a bunch of nil nils, and and we might we might have something. Uh, we might be able to engineer some way of just of nicking it, which is ultimately kind of what we nearly did last night. You've just well, hit the nail on the head by saying we, if we expect Liverpool to batter everyone, we're gonna end up disappointing ourselves. To, to some degree, large sections of our fan base are in exactly that position right yeah. now, which is why we have the doom and gloom the following morning. When we're still in the tie, it's half-time, we're going to go there. They've got to win the game, we've got to win the game. Bring it on. Game yeah. on. Let's do it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, big game of the weekend to come as well between the second leg. Uh, we're going to be doing the build-up show for Brentford. Uh, if you're watching this live, it'll be in a, a little bit later on. Not too much later on, actually. In about... Uh, in a bit um, right anyway uh, thank you so much to Steve and to Ian for joining us uh, for this one thank you so much to all of you wonderful subscribers on Redman Plus uh, don't forget we've got the murals feature coming out at the end of the month definitely something to keep an eye out for uh, very very excited to bring that to you guys it's uh, yeah it's size working away hard on it at the moment um, he best be he best be Chris don't be shouting bullshit it's in big trouble if he's not um, <laughs> uh, but yeah thank you so much have a wonderful wonderful afternoon and uh, yeah, we'll hopefully see you over on the build up show